Welcome to Discover the Edge. Life change does not start with inspiration. Life change starts with education. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. The rule is simple. You do it now. Welcome, everyone. This is Nicole Jansen with Discover the Edge. And I have here today with me Nick Pereira, who is an associate coach with Discover the Edge. And today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic. It is whether or not education is doing an effective job at preparing our children and people for the world and for their successful future to come. So, Nick, is that is that happening? Or tell us about that. Well, thank you, Nicole. That's a, that's a great question. And in short, I want to just jump to no, but I'm not going to I'm not going to totally judge the education system that way. However, I do feel that we could be doing a better job at at doing it and essentially let the results speak for itself. I think right now we have a society that's struggling. We have a society of people that are trying to find themselves that aren't very happy. We have a society that's in debt. Right. So look at the results. And I think that that should give you the answer, whether it's a yes or a no. Mm. Great. Thank you. Well, and it's and you, you came right out and said, well, I'd kind of like to say no, but I'm not going to say that. It's a pretty strong statement. So let me ask you this. What is the school system doing that is working really well? Sure. I think the school system is allowing kids that what's really working well is they're allowing kids to bond with other kids. There's an element of growing up in the school system, which allows you to look beyond your own family and beyond your own community. I think that the school system does a great job of informative education. And informative education is a memorization type of education. So two plus two is four. I can memorize that. I can learn that. And that works some important skills. It's very important to know how to memorize things and to have those type of skills. So I think in that regard, our education system is doing a great job and it gives basic skills, how to read, how to write, how to communicate, all of those type of things. I think we're doing a really good job in our in our system right now from what I can see in our society. Mm. Well, one of the things that came up for me, I was starting to think about is um, knowing what we do at Discover the Edge, we talk a lot about helping people to play to their strengths. And so you mentioned skill. So they're learning a lot of skills in school. They're learning how to write, how to read, hopefully. And <laughs> they're learning how to add and subtract and, and, and all of that. You know, those are important skills. But the question I guess I'm asking myself is how good of a job are they doing or how effective is it uh, of a job that they're doing in helping people, helping the kids as they're coming out, you know, coming up in their in their years to really play to their strengths. So maybe they're teaching they're they're teaching the skill, but are they missing out on helping them to really build the talent? So that kind of brings up a question. So what's the difference between a talent and a skill? Well, that's that's a that's an awesome question and that's that's really, you know, when I first said I wanted to say no and just jump to that that's what I'm talking about is that there's a there's a distinction between talent and skill. And our school system, I think, is doing a good job or a decent job, at least, of teaching good skills. I think where we're failing is to really bring out the natural talents that, that students and kids have. Mm. And I, I really feel that a lot of times we're failing 
to cater or to allow schools or allow children in the school to learn at their own pace or to learn in the environment where they're strong at learning. Mm. So, for instance, I, I'll just going to use me as an example because that's what I know the best is, is my life and my experience is I'm a great speaker. I can get up in front of an audience. I can present. I can do things like that. But that was never honed on. I never got the opportunity to develop that in school. I mean, there was some acting and this and and classes and stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't like Nick. You've got these awesome talents. You've got these awesome skills. Let's cater your mm-hmm. education. Let's take classes. Let's take programs that are really going to hone your skills or your talents, your natural talents. It was more focused on, well, Nick, you're not very good at math. So we're going to send you to summer school every year for math. We're really going to pound you on the math, math, math. And you know what? Frankly, I'm still not very good at math, right? So I think we failed. I think we failed in that part because we didn't see what the person was naturally good at. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm an, now that I'm an adult and I'm out in the world, I'm now honing my my talent and going, "Oh, but I'm still good at this. Let's get better and master this." Mm-hmm. Where I felt that in the education system really failed me, and I don't blame them. I take responsibility for my own life, and I think that's an important thing is that we have to teach responsibility. It's not up to somebody else to hone that. However, as a society, as a collective, if we can get into the mindset of let's instead of trying to box everybody and say, well, you learn like this and, and you got to learn this and you got to learn this. Let's see what kids are interested in, what they're good at. And then mm-hmm. let's develop through that sense. Mm. Okay. Does that Very make sense? Cool. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of a book that I read, which was, um, was Strengths Finder, which is a phenomenal book. It was uh, produced by Gallup Organization. And, and actually, it's the second book to the, the so it's Strengths Finder 2.0. The first book was Now Discover Your Strengths. And mm. in there, it talks about the, the difference between a talent and a strength. So a talent, really, how do you build a strength? Because a lot of times we use these words very loosely. So the way they talked about it was that a talent is something that you're naturally born with. It's that, it's that unique ability. It's a thing that you're great at or that you have, the, you have the ability to be great at. Now it needs to be honed, like you were talking about. And so what do you do? Then that's where you add the skill on top of it. So mm-hmm. it's talent plus skill and then plus knowledge as you study. So you're practicing it, and then you're studying about it, learning about it, and tying that with your experience. Then it becomes a strength. You know, and so that's really that's that's actually what I'm. That's why I get so passionate about this topic is about helping people to discover their strengths, to tap in and hone those strengths, so that they can do the things that they love to do, have fun, you know, make money, and do what they love to do. So I I I have to agree with you there. I think that that even for myself, that was a question that I had to ask myself as an adult to say what am I really good at anyway? I mean, the assessments that they do in school really kind of peg you into certain areas. Oh, you're mm-hmm. good at this. Then you go and you, you know, you're going to be a good engineer or you're going to be, they didn't say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did not happen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, oh, you're going to be good at this or you're going to be good at that. And they start to move you in a direction. And I think even before then, if we were to spend a little bit more time with those kids and help them to understand, even like understanding their personality, understanding what, you know, their behavioral preferences, understand what they like to do, what they enjoy doing. And it's amazing. Even as children, you see how they how they naturally gravitate to one thing or another. Like so one of one of my um, 
one of my good friends is a singer. And so, you know, when she was a little girl, she was telling me this recently, when she was a little girl, she was in church and she she could barely speak, but she could hum in with perfect pitch. Wow. Perfect. It was just amazing. Her mother's like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> right. Is it any wonder that now she is she's a singer and that's what she loves to do. And she's been singing her whole life. Right. So but some of us, we don't have that. That doesn't happen that way. And uh, and so we need to be able to to have some tools and some resources in the schools so we can help these kids to really find their path and find their path sooner. You know, so when they when so then they can be that much further along by the time they get out into the world. Well, absolutely. I agree with you. And and I feel that's why I mean, that's why Discover the Edge exists. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're seeing in our society a lot more. You're going to see a lot more seminars, workshops. Because as more people are, are realizing that school did not give them the skills of life. Mm. So, yes, I can calculate or yes, I can do this, do that. But they didn't explain why or how it relates oh, to my yeah. life, yeah. right? So, so I come out of school. I have no idea how to get a mortgage. I know nothing I know very little or nothing about interest rates or compounded interest, which, you know, I, mm. I really wished I learned about before I got my credit card, right? Yeah. But as I as I learned these things, I had to go above and beyond our traditional education system. Yeah. So what we're really talking is about our traditional education system. And what we're seeing is this, em, this emerging, I, I don't know, for better lack of term, non-traditional education system, which is things like Discover the Edge and there's many other tools and seminars and workshops and coaches out there doing things. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that because people are awakening to, hey, but look, look, I went to school. I did it. I, I, I did the I did the, the 12, uh, you know, up to grade 12. I graduated high school. I went to I went to the college or the university and then I either couldn't get the job that I studied for. I mean, if you think about the percentage of people that have a piece of paper that says I'm qualified for this or I'm qualified for that, but don't do that in their life. So they're in debt. Yes. And they're still not equipped to 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 live life. And you know, the original question was are is our school system preparing people to have a successful life? And again, that's why I really just wanted to jump to no. And I didn't want to do that because because we are doing some good things. And, you know, we love to celebrate mm -hmm. wins. We, we want to make sure we we focus on the positive and see what's missing so that we can add that in. And, of course, that's why we're seeing mm -hmm. all these things emerge. Mm -hmm. Well, and you said the whole yes and no, oftentimes we gravitate to it's either this or it's that. And, in fact, it's not, a, it's not maybe the answer isn't yes or no. The answer is well, they're doing a, a, they're providing a portion of what is necessary for people to be equipped for life. Yes, it's important to know how to read. But yes, it's important to know how to write, how to calculate and, and add and subtract and those types of things and building those social skills. But so now what we're talking about really is there is a piece missing. And what if, what if, so, so adults are finding it through workshops, through seminars. I've been to thousands of workshops and seminars over the years myself and now and now we deliver them because there, and there's so many people like and that is just such like you said it's such a huge growing world well, what if we could take a piece of that and provide that for children at young ages I know I've done some uh, some work with uh, organizations like one of them was girls of destiny and mm -hmm. it was a summer camp and it was for the for kids that were girls specifically 11 to 16 years old 
Okay. And it was so cool because we brought them in and um, and started to share with them, understanding themselves, understanding how they relate with the whole personalities, not just who they are, but how do they relate to others? How do they understand others? How do they build better relationships? How do they become an effective team player and work together rather than looking at other people and saying, that person's different than me, so either I'm wrong or they're wrong. Right. So anyways, it was so much fun to do that because you see these kids that just light up and, um, you know, and actually there was one little, little girl who came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, she said, when I grow up, I'm going to remember you. Wow. And I got goosebumps from that. Just think about that. That's 11 to 16. But if we realize that the formative years where, where, where we where children actually lock in their learning and their experience and kind of create those belief systems, mm-hmm. right, which we'll talk about at another time. That's a whole <laughs> other subject. But that's from the time they're born to the time they're 14. So we need to be able to reach those children younger. And the cool thing about it, if we were to reach them younger and to be able to identify what they're great at at that point, they probably wouldn't have all these layers of stuff, layer, layers of experience and pa- painful past experiences where they now have to peel back to figure out who they really are. Because kids are just, uh, this is it. What you see is what you get with a child. So it probably would be even easier with children for to identify what they're really, really great at if we knew how to look for those things in them. Absolutely. And, and as, you were, as you were talking I, something just came up for me. I realized why did I want to jump to yes or no right away? Mm. Because that's what we're taught. Oh yeah. Is as you were talking, I was like, because we're taught this is right or this is wrong. So you presented a question, and my natural reaction is to jump to a yes or no or a right or wrong, rather than allowing the question to sit and think about it and have natural discussion. Mm. That's something I would have loved to see more in school. As I was coming up through the school system is natural discussion rather than this is right or this is wrong. And I know, Nicole, you were telling me a story about you got the right answer on a test. I can't remember what it is. Oh, Maybe yeah. you can elaborate, Math right? Math problem. Yeah, yeah you, you got the, the right answer, but you still got, you know, maybe a poor mark or, or were told that you were wrong because the way that you got the answer wasn't the, the way that they wanted you to get the answer. Now, this is going into something where... You know, I'm just going to get all steamy over here, but is where we're talking about conformity and this is the way that you should arrive at an answer. I have a client that I worked with for a few months and her son, we really talked about as we were dealing with some of her things and we were bringing up some of her past and clearing. One of the things we got into is that her son was being put into all these special classes and, and he was being held back and all this kind of stuff. And we really talked about it. And as she was able to clear herself, she realized that her son is smart. Now, she had bought into, she was told by the school system that her son was not smart, that he had problems and da-da-da-da-da, and they put him in the box and they put him in special classes and everything like that. Mm. Well, what she came to realize as we worked with her is that her son's actually super smart. It's not, it's just that he doesn't learn the same way everybody else learns. Oh, yeah. So we, so... I encouraged her 
and we went, and she went to the school system. She really fought for her son, got her son placed back into the regular school system, and he's doing well. And yes, it does take a little extra time. And you know what? I told her, and I would, I would tell him if he was standing right there, you may have to work a little harder than everybody else. That's it. You may have to do that. However, when you get out of school, holding him back isn't preparing him for the world because the world doesn't care that, oh, well, you know, we'll, we're, we're still going to give you the job or you're still going to have the career and we'll just, we'll just, you know, help you along. No. Once you get out into the real world, into the business world, none of that's going to matter. So he's going to have to learn that no matter what he's got, he's going to have to make it work. He's going to have to adapt. Right. He's going to yes. have to adapt and creating that space to allow kids to do that. And mm. that's what we're really talking about is how do we create the space to allow a new type of learning to happen, mm. right? And that would have to mean breaking our old patterns, breaking what we believe about the education system. Mm. Oh, that is so good. That is so good, Nick. Thank you. And you know what? That is a perfect lead-in to his, the, the next topic that we're going to be talking about, which is this whole idea of you talk about context, creating that space for those kids to thrive. And so we're going to talk about that in the next segment. So stay tuned. I want to thank everybody for being here. And I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some new distinctions for yourself and maybe insights, even your own children, your own experience in school. And uh, we look forward to, to continuing this dialogue next time. You've been listening to the Discover the Edge podcast with Nicole Jansen and Nick Pereira. Discover the Edge is a strengths-based consultancy dedicated to helping individuals and organizations reach their full potential. To learn more and to find some free information and resources, go to discovertheedge.com. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic.